0: Hello friends, welcome back from spring break. I am now on chapter fifteen. The title is Reckless. The next morning, Howard and the twins woke blue up early with buckets, mops, and brooms in their hands. Granny Eve insisted we help you clean. Jenna yawned as she dragged a stack of boxes to the edge of the room. I don't know why. It couldn't have waited until after lunch. It wasn't a terrible job, especially not with the company. And after half an hour, Granny Eve brought up two plates filled with biscuits and fig preserves. One plate for Howard, she said, one for the rest of you. And I hope you enjoy it because it's the last of the groceries until someone picks up more. With food in hand, even Jenna stopped complaining. And Howard was having a wonderful time making fun of Blue. It was a wink, he said, sprawling across Blue's air mattress and shoving a biscuit into his mouth. He swallowed. You almost got blinded by a (laughs) tiddlywink. I want to make so many jokes. I don't, Ida exclaimed. She was trying to rearrange the boxes full of trophies around the window so that Blue would be able to see out. Blue, what were you thinking? People like us have to be careful. Do you see me with durable treats glued to my forehead? No, because I don't want to encourage Jenna's pets to chew my face off. The Jerbellion wouldn't do that, said Jenna. They know you're off limits. I was thinking that I've had enough of losing, said Blue. I was thinking that trying a few board games was better than trying nothing at all. He looked around, wondering what to do with his new beanbag chair. Howard had carried it up the stairs, but Blue had a feeling it was another gift from Ida. It was hot pink with yellow polka dots. Not exactly Howard's style. And from what little Blue had seen of her, Jenna enjoyed exciting colors like white and beige. It's a good thing you didn't let the neighbor girl talk you into something really dangerous, said Howard, still snorting with laughter, (laughs) like Go Fish. Howard! It's fine, Ida. Blue hauled a box labeled A. Montgomery out of the way to make room for the beanbag. It was a box he'd been careful not to open. The A could have stood for a lot of Montgomery's, but Blue thought the handwriting looked familiar. He didn't need to see any more trophies, especially ones with his dad's name on them. Howard's right. It's stupid for a game of tiddlywinks to be dangerous, and it's ridiculous to be scared all the time of people picking fights with me. Hey, said Howard, worry creasing his forehead. I didn't mean it like that. I was just kidding. Er... And I hate it, Blue said. I hate that the whole family ignores me because I'm too much of a loser to matter. Ida gasped. Blue, you mad, so I'm not going to do it anymore. Blue liked that he sounded calm, steady, like the sound of a person who made important decisions and stuck with them. Tumble Wilson's going to help me break my curse. The attic fell silent. When Blue looked up, he saw that even Jenna was eyeing him with a worried expression on her face. Whoa, said Howard. Back up. That's not a good idea. It's the only idea that makes sense. No, said Ida, shaking her head wildly. No, it's a horrible idea. You're not going to do anything rash, are you? Jenna asked, because I'm pretty sure Montgomery's have tried to break their fates before, and I'm pretty sure we would ha- we would know if it had worked. Blue stared back down at the box, at that spiky letter A. Blue said Howard in the most serious tone Blue had ever heard him use. We all know about having parents who are cray... Complicated, shouted Ida. Howard rolled his eyes. Yeah, complicated. But you don't want to make things even more complicated by getting reckless. Blue rounded on them. Reckless isn't bad when you've got nothing to lose. Maybe if other Montgomery's had been more reckless, we wouldn't be in this mess. Ida looked faint what are you going to do? I'm not going to be a doormat ever again. Not even for fate.